DJ Valentino here with Henry from Boston Manor. How are you doing today, Henry? I'm great. I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing very, very well. Thanks for asking. So you guys have just wrapped up your UK Europe tour, which was absolutely enormous. Tell me a little bit about that experience. Oh, it was amazing. It was uh, one, you know, one of the best UK Europe tours I've ever done. Europe's um, the mainline Europe is, is um, typically for a band like us. It's, it's never, uh, you know, one of our biggest places to, to play, um, and, and it can be quite difficult to kind of win over crowds there. But um, this is definitely the best European tour we've, we've ever done. Um, you know, a bunch of the shows were sold out, and, and the crowds were really receptive. And we did uh, a tour, a, a sport tour earlier on this year, and I think I think that helped for sure. But um, I always say with European crowds, they're sort of like takes a little while to win them over but when you do they'll they'll really sort of stick with you and it was really nice to see that awesome awesome and now tonight you guys are in boston tomorrow you're coming to new york city at gramercy theater my personal favorite venue in new york city talk to me about this new headlining tour you have coming up what can fans expect uh, i mean it's just we've been to, you know we've been hitting the states hard for the last three years and we've never had the chance to do a full headlining tour so i feel like the last three years have sort of been building up to this this tour really so we're we're really really well rehearsed because we've been on tour all year pretty much about going home so we're ready to just give this these crowds like the best Boston Manor show they can they can possibly see really um, and I feel like especially off the back of this last tour you know we had two days off got straight up playing came here we're a pretty well old machine at this point so um, I'm ready to, to really really uh, bring this year out of the bang Mm. Now, again, you mentioned you did a ton of opening shows. You guys the opener for a lot of bands across the U.S., but you guys had a short time, so you could give it your all on that 40-minute set and then be good. I've mm. always said that in terms of energy, Boston Manor is hands down one of the most energetic, best live bands in 2019, 2018, <laughs> hands Thank down. You. So how do you maintain that energy for a full set now? How do you keep that energy what, pumped it's up? Older. It's getting harder, you know, um, and I don't uh, work out as much as I should do, really. But uh, I think it's all about pacing yourself, definitely. I think when we first started, I'd go absolutely mental. In the first three minutes, I'd be, you know, hyperventilating and stuff. So uh, I think it's sort of, it's sort of pacing yourself, uh, knowing when to to really explode and when to kind of bring it back a little bit. But we're playing a lot of songs on this tour that we've never played before in the States, and it's a much, obviously a much longer set time. So we get to play some of the slower tracks on um, over the uh, on on the last record and and the first record, so you know that gives us a bit of a breather actually, which is tactically ordered in the setlist to, to to like chill for a minute. Yeah, I love it. You kind of you know get to like add almost waves of energy to the show, which is really cool. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um. So another thing is that you guys again have two albums, like EPs, all that stuff. How do you narrow down what songs to play live when you're making a setlist? Well, it's really difficult, you know, because people, you'll get, you know, what do you want to hear on this tour? And uh, you put it on Twitter and everyone's saying, I want to hear this one. Or, and then people will be like, I'm so gutted you didn't play that song. It's my favorite song. But, uh, you know, we're, we're only playing for an hour, hour and 15 minutes. So you can, there's only so many songs you can play. You want to give people an even mix of, of both records. And also, one thing that people don't really think about is uh, that we have to take into account, uh, I mean, why would you think about it? But uh, we have to take into account guitar changes. So every, lots of songs are in different tunings. So if we're constantly, after every song, having to retune all the guitars, uh, then it you know it adds another 25 minutes onto your onto your set list. So you, what bands tend to do is they'll group um, they'll group songs together in certain tuning orders. You'll do three songs in this tuning, and then you'll change four songs in this tuning, kind of thing. So sometimes it's a little bit dictated by that. Um, and not to say that we're 
that's the kind of be-all and end-all, but um, it is something you have to think about when you're putting together a set list. Mm, that is very interesting. I never thought about it from that perspective, but you're right. There's a lot of different you know, key components about the tuning, the instruments that I'm sure go into making a set. That's phenomenal. Yeah, for sure. So another thing, when we first spoke together way back in, I want to say May, you had just unveiled the Simpsons shirt for the Boston Manor merch <laughs> line. Now it has become a staple of the band. Talk to me a little bit about watching that just grow into the enormous thing it is today. Yeah, it's, it's become a bit of a phenomenon, hasn't it, really? It's it really has. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a really stupid thing uh, that was just a joke between us. And people get tagging us on, in that picture on Twitter just because he dresses like us. And we, we're huge Simpsons nerds as well. So we're like, oh, we've got to put out a shirt. And then we, we didn't even, like, I think it was like half of through a tour as well that we like printed it because we were just like, oh, why not? We'll get it shipped to this venue and we'll just <laughs> start put them on the merch table and it just kind of went a bit bonkers from there really but um, you know trying to keep it relatively on the DL to avoid uh, you know Matt Groening uh, kicking down the door but uh, it's going it's going well so far but yeah I don't know I, I, I don't want to be a sort of a meme band but it, it's just too funny a t-shirt to not do <laughs> it's so awesome and again like it, it's, it's become such a staple of the, you know, the band's merch line and I, I just absolutely love it I love it so oh now, thank you I appreciate it yeah so now another thing that we definitely want to talk about, you are on tour with Microwave for this upcoming tour, and you yes. and Microwave both have, like, your both new albums have been very dark, kind of very ominous. How do you feel those two sets have kind of been going together? Well, it's super cool, right? So we're, we're really good friends with Microwave and have been for, for, you know, years now. We met them on Warp Tour, I think it was the first time we met them, um, and um, hung out with them a bunch on that tour. Then they, uh, they opened for us on our UK Welcome to the Neighborhood headliner. Um, and I, I've been such a massive fan of that band the entire time. Uh, you know, Sto both Stovall, um I mean, I mean, both both records have been like some of my favorite records. And then uh, we were we were rolling through earlier this year, and we always um, stay. We tend to stay at uh, Travis's um, house whenever we're through Atlanta because it's just become like a bit of a second home to us. Him and his wife always put us up in it, and they're, they're such sweet people. So we. You know, if we'll have a day off, we'll just, we'll just go to Travis's and we'll grill or, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, make some food or whatever. And then uh, we were there early this year and he was like, oh, do you want to hear some new microwave songs? And, and I think most people were like in bed asleep. And then, you know, we sort of hear this music and one by one, people start trickling into the little home studio Travis has there. And it was amazing because I, I heard it and I was like, this is one of the only records I've heard of like a contemporary band that sort of fits into the same world as, as Boston Manor's like, newer music. They really marry, marry together really well. Um, and the songs are just amazing. And to be honest, it made us kind of all look at ourselves and go, we have to step our game up here really, lads. Um, it, the record is so, so great. And I haven't had a chance to see it live yet. So tonight it will be the first time. So I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing for that. That is so awesome, and you're 100% right. Like, when I found out that that tour was announced and I heard the new Microwave record, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the perfect show. Boston Manor Microwave, I'm so excited. Yeah, right? 100%. Yeah. So now you guys mentioned that you are always in the process of writing new music, you know, wherever you go. Tell me a little bit about how this songwriting experience has been going for this new record. I mean, it, it's one of those things, like, the, the last two years, we haven't really had any time off the road at all. You know, we've had a few weeks here and there, um, so, you know, we're always kind of like writing little ideas, voice notes, you know, or, or, or when we get to kind of green rooms. It, it, it is tough. Um, 
and, and and it's not like we can kind of like write songs in the same way that we would if we were off the road um but we've kind of found our little groove with it really and um <clears throat> the good thing is is that you never sort of get trapped in like a this is the month where we have to write an album let's all sit down write it together and then that time and place kind of thing you you kind of get to take stock over an entire year of, of like songs and i think it allows you to to sort of put out better music really because you know you can go back over a song that you wrote two months ago and be like that isn't up to par or this is cool this is cool this bridge sucks let's do that again you know um i mean if you tour like we do it is it is really difficult because you know, we're not we're not often on buses you know a lot of the time we're touring in vans um and you know you're limited to like well hopefully the green room today will have a place i can set up my my mac and my guitar but um yeah, it makes it more exciting i guess yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's it's, def- it's definitely uh tricky but i think i think really it's just a case of like trying to keep the wheels greased and and to not get out of that because song songwriting is is sort of a you know it, you have to practice it really so it kind of keeps you um keeps you moving Definitely, definitely. And again, you mentioned that um, sonically it's going to sound like a continuation of Welcome to the Neighborhood because that, that album is where you guys feel you found your Boston Manor sound. But lyrically, where are you getting your inspiration from this time around? I mean, I don't know what's coming. I don't know if there's going to be a record. I don't know if it's going to be an EP. You know, who knows? Um, I, to be honest, it, it, it's the, the music I've been writing of late has been very, like, social and political it, it's it's the it's the most insane time especially in our country um as, as a young uh, british person there's, there's a lot to be very angry about um so uh, you know a lot a lot of that that sort of creeping into the the lyrics and I've, I've not really been sort of like writing stuff that is necessarily particular to me a lot a lot of it has been a lot more kind of um outwardly focused but um I don't know. I've, I've never been good at writing happy songs. I've never been good at writing. I've, I've only, I guess I grew up on punk. So I've, all I really know is writing about what, what's making me mad or what's upsetting me. Um, I can write a good cheeky ballad every now and again, you know, write a little sad song. But uh, for the most mm-hmm. part, uh, just keeping, keeping the fires burning, really. And, 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 and not to say that that's forced by any means. It's, it's you know, some of the stuff that's going on in the world today in, in the, the back end of 2019, it, you know, it, it keeps me up at night. So I'm not short of inspiration of, of <laughs> source material of what to, what to write about, you know? Mm. That makes sense. That really does. I mean, you know, whenever mm. a band tells me that they're going in a more political direction, you know, there's so much to get inspiration from now. And sadly, in 2019, you know, there's an incredible amount happening in the world. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to hear what you guys come up with. Yeah, I mean, me too, to be honest. Yeah. Too. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely. So now, my last question, I have to talk about this. This is very, very exciting. I need to talk to you about Liquid, the song you wrote with John from Trophy Eyes. Tell me a little yeah. bit about that whole experience, recording that, writing that. It was super cool, you know. We, we, we kind of had a bunch of songs that we were, we were kind of flying around, and we were like, well, we don't... We had, we had a month off at the start of the year. Um, well, I think it was even that. It was like a couple of weeks, but we were, we, we were about to start a U.S. tour. Uh and we kind of wanted to just get into the studio and just shoot some stuff out, you know? Um, and we, so we went to El Paso, we went to Sonic Ranch, which is an incredible, incredible studio that I've, I've always wanted to go to. So we, had the, we were lucky enough to do that uh, with our producer, Mike Sapone. 
and uh, we just kind of worked on a couple songs and one of them was <clears throat> one of them was liquid and it wasn't necessarily planned but as we were writing it we were just kind of like you know what john would sound amazing on this uh and you know trophy eyes are our, our best mates so literally just hit him up and we're like can you um you know just sing on this song he went away to i mean he was in australia but he, he you know recorded some of it a week later sent us it back um and it was just it was just perfect it just worked so well with the um, with the track so yeah um yeah it it, it worked just kind of worked out really i mean yeah, we'd never really done a, a featured vocal before but it was it was super cool i love collaborating with other artists as well it's a really uh, refreshing thing to do yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, again, we're so excited to see where you guys go next. You guys are coming to Gramercy Theater tomorrow in New York City, one of Brian's personal favorite venues. Really awesome. Always put on a live show. To any of our you know, New York, New Jersey, WSU listeners listening in, this is definitely not a show you want to miss. So thank you again for talking to me today. Thank you so much for having me, and I will see you tomorrow. And if you're listening, come to the show. It's going to be, it's going to be a real wild one. New York's always, uh, always a really good time.